We want better schools. We want them now. Stand in our way, and you'll catch these eight black hands with Ankrum, Cole, El Mecky, and Stewart. Join us now for an hour or more of talk on education and culture. Well, good evening, fam. It is another Eight Black Hands. This is episode 116. We have been at this for a minute. The, the hands are here today. And uh, if you are here to help black children, you are in the right spot. If you are here to do anything <laughs> to them, you're about to collect some hands. You're about to collect the hands. That's what's going to happen here. So uh, I appreciate all my people who come together throughout the week. And talk about education who come come here on Sundays, talk about education. My brothers on this podcast go throughout the week, writing stuff, educating people, training people, uh, bringing people together, organizing them, writing whack ass grant reports, doing everything they possibly can to get this eight million and education. Uh, and it gets tired. It gets old in some ways that are really important. Uh, um, and here's the most important one. <laughs> If you wanted to just wake up every day and so-called do the work, as a couple of my colleagues like to say, do the work, um, that would be just fine. That would be enough to do if that's what you wanted to do. But actually, you actually have to do that. Plus, you have to do some putting up with politics and the politics of, of ed reform and how other people move aren't, isn't always the same way that you move or whatever. It's extra. There's extra stuff going on. So tonight... The show is called Permanent Interest, The Permanent Interests of Black Folks. And the reason for that, we don't have a guest tonight. We have a very important topic, which is to say, what are the permanent interests of black folks, regardless of who stands with us and stands against us? Because there are times where you have to start cutting some people loose. There are times where you have to start saying, nope, you're going into a foggy territory and I need to be clear about where we are. And about what the signal is. So my brothers tonight are going to talk about the things that are our permanent interests that we will always focus on and that we will always care about. And we will stand for regardless of who stands with us or stands against us. And that we will from time to time say, no, my friend, you need to go off and have your own movement because the thing that you're talking about right now is not good for black people or uh, black children. But before we dive in, let's go around, see how everybody is doing, see if we are mentally well. Um, let's start with you, Dr. Cole, because you outside, you got that good. You must be on the West Coast. <laughs> you know, you it, that, it, that, it, that good sunshine happening right now. It's What's warmer happening? in Chicago today. But yeah, I'm 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 here. Uh, I'm back in Oakland uh, for a limited time. I have not really announced it, but they know now. Um, I was trying to sneak in, <laughs> sneak in and sneak out. You cannot do that. Uh, man, it's just been it's just been a busy time. though, man, it's been very busy. Um, trying to declutter this apartment. Uh, clutter is, uh, you can always tell where I'm at just by how my house looks. So I got to get my house straight, but, uh, I'm, I'm good, man. And, and, and excited for your conversation, dude. Let's, 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 let's do this thing. All right. Well, it's our conversation and it's our people's conversation. You're the people's conversation. Right. So, you know, uh, what I mean. but right. But I'll go in order of the rank of the, 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 uh, you know, the, the pictures here. So we at Ray now, how you doing, brother? Yo, I'm doing well, man. Can barely hear you, man. What's happening? I'm doing well. I, I, you know, every week this guy wants to put some kind of disclaimer out, like it's not a group, like it's not a a group think 
or whatever, right? What you talking about? Bro, what you talking about? What he just said, yo. Talking about what you got an issue with what I just said? I'm he just saying. Messy. He starts messy. That's what I'm, like, I ain't saying. If I got something to say, I'm gonna say it to y'all. Like it is what it is. Yeah. I was congratulating a brother who's actually producing the show. But go ahead, brother. Do your thing, man. But this, if this the type of show is gonna be, then damn it, let's do it. I'm ready. Come on. See, here we go. Back at you, bro. Go, go ahead. ahead. East Coast go. versus West Coast. Uh, I'm Andre 3000. Because I was um, giving anyway, you props as a uh, producer. How you doing, Ankrum? How you doing, brother? Yo, I'm doing. I'm doing well, man. I'm blessed. Uh, okay. Highly favored. I appreciate you. Uh, you checking in uh, to see how I'm doing. Hopefully, uh, everybody that's in the audience is doing well, and uh, I hope everybody on the cast is doing well as well. All right, that's black yoga talking. Uh, let's move on to uh, to the cricket man. So, what's up, uh, uh, Captain, uh, the, the the Lord of Insects? How how are you doing, Sharif? Doing all right today, bro. Doing all right. You know, this week was a uh, you know commemoration of Malcolm X's birthday. Mm. You know, so uh, Malcolm X Day, Black Holiday, International Holiday. Um, so you know that was going going well. Watched my uh, two of my siblings do a presentation about him and about the the women uh, in Malcolm X's life. So it was uh, you know good learning and and uh, reconnecting and all that good stuff. But good to see y'all. Glad to be here. And um, yeah, got Green Lantern on the show. Got Oakland on the show. That's what's up. It's gonna be good. Well, listen. This is one thing I appreciate about each of you is if I'm getting lost in the woods on something and I ask you for straight up, like, am I crazy or what's going on with this situation or whatnot? I could trust you to say the thing back that just kind of like keeps keeps our main thing, our main thing, like keeps what's in focus and, and, and say you will say to me, I'm not messing with any of that stuff. Or I don't care about any of that. But social media warriors and think tank freelancers will throw you off your mark at times. <laughs> they will drag you into some stuff sometimes or tag you into some stuff trying to drag you in. And the troll system within ed reform or education advocacy or whatever you want to call it, the system of trolls is like just huge. And sometimes you have friends that go and join the, the troll army against what it is you stand for. That means your friends, bro. That's that's a this is a good point because the point of the show is no permanent friends, no permanent enemies, only permanent interests. So I would love to start there and and ask you all as we go into a complicated time around things like CRT or the new politics of the new white right or the new politics of white parents that are going to exercise their power and their control over the systems. What are the things that you're going to hold constant that you're going to say, no, no, this is what I stand on. These are my educational priorities and they will not stop being, excuse me, priorities for me. Even if the devil tries to distract me, these will be what my priorities are. And anyone can start or jump in. I'm not going to do the TFA thing, TFA thing and cold call you and make you do slant and make you sit up the straight and look at me and no, track. That's not, that's, not and that's not is that what, That's not what that is. What, is, not, what is it? That's not TFA, bro. Is it like slant? Don't sit up. Don't look at look forward. Look, don't look back. Don't sit, speak up. I can't keep yeah. up with all of them. So, Anyways. Uh, all right. So diving in, right? Uh, you said something about critical race theory. First of all, critical race theory is not complicated at all. Right. And so, you know, it, I I can't I can't, you know, if that can't be our battle. Like and, and for white folks that are that are using critical race theory as the hill that you want to die on, it shows more about you than it does about the theoretical framework. Right. 
So we'll, we'll start there. Secondly, you know, regardless of whatever's banned in schools, when black and brown kids get to 12th grade, there's still a lot of kids that can't fucking read. Mm-hmm. So at the end of the day, I'm not going to let you put a smoke screen up about a theoretical framework when at the end of the day, we talking about our babies here, right? So like, if you think about the amount of distraction that has been caused by this whole hoopla about critical race theory, it makes you think that every kid in the United States is in a really good school. They are not. Let's be focused. I mean, Charles, you're one who usually says this, though, like as we me, Ray and Sharif went deep on this CRT stuff, like for some reason, it struck a nerve with us. And you're a person who is like looked at all that and just said, who's saying what? Like, I actually don't care about what they're saying. Like, really, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to go over here and love on these kids and uh, and, you know, get my people. Is that where your educational priorities are? Is that always the way you treat this? Like you see that these yeah, folks I mean, are going, you know. The wrong direction. I mean, look, I mean, I, 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 I'm ready for smoke with whatever, whoever. It is what it is, right? And like I've had with issues with many of these people that we name it, right? Like not recently too, like for for from a while ago. But I also like in the places where I'm at, and the black people that I spend time with, that I care about, that I love on, that I am like really sitting in it with. They just not these are not the conversations or the people that they are concerned about. Right. Like these are not the people that's germane to them. So it's like what my focus can go to battling these people that ain't got nothing to do with what we got going on over here. Just as part of life, you know, what I'm saying or I can help these people like, yo, let me explain what this issue is. But like, here's what you need to know, because your kids wasn't getting CRT yesterday. Like if they ban that shit today, <laughs> you, you, you're going to be getting the same bum ass education you was getting before and wherever it lands. Right. And even if we do get the policy change on our end, there's still uh, consequences that happen for the black community that we're not always aware of. So it's like, how can I best prepare my people? But, you know, I just be wanting to have conversations because there's people from my community or that'll be watching and they'll be like, man, y'all talk about some people that I didn't really know about or like, you know, what I'm saying so it just they just a good barometer for me around, you know, how I show up or what I talk about. Right. And it's just like, yo, it's a bunch of people that ain't going to never like us. It's a bunch of people that's going to call us uh, aggressive just for telling the truth. Right. Like our existence is in issue with these people just in general. It don't matter what we do. And if you walk in and breathing, whether you loud or you quiet, man, they shot both Malcolm and Martin. So. Mm-hmm. These mm-hmm. people keep trying to talk to you about, you know what I'm saying? Martin Luther King said this and he had this colorblind theory. No, he didn't. Right. And the only reason we get sucked into these conversations, because we're not doing a good job with our own people around. This is our history. Like, let's help you see through that bullshit. So you ain't even spending time on this. But I want to say that, you know, that's not a diss or a slight to anybody that is doing that. Right. Like if that's your work and that's who you're working with and you got to do that, we need people fighting everywhere. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. I don't have a problem with black folks going in and like this is CRT. This is why we need it. And getting back at these white folks that saying some crazy stuff. And actually some of these black folks, they done roped in to say the, the, the same stupid shit. But my role is like, look, I'm out here with these people. We trying to figure out how to get these people fed. We trying to make sure these kids can read and do what they need to do. And it just don't pop up as high on the priority list. So hopefully that made sense. And it wasn't. It did. It did. I don't want to be because I'm not dismissive uh, no, no, of anybody it, else's work. Are there times, though, where you get pulled in where you're like, no, 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 this has got to be addressed. <laughs> like, yeah. You just you just did the wrong thing or said the wrong thing. I'm going to have to handle you and then and then keep it moving. Oh, I got pulled in tonight. I'm pulled in right now on Twitter right now. <laughs> with the people that you 
talking During about the right? show? Like, <laughs> aggressive. Like you was aggr- you aggressively answered this or whatever. And it's like, look, man, there's a whole bunch of heat that there's a there's a there's a lot of reactions that I want to give. Like mm-hmm. I be trying to stay on code and I don't always do well, man. But the code is like, you know how sometimes me and you argue because I'm like, yo, some conversations about black folks need to be back here or whatever. It's like this code like that I've that that I've kind of grown up with. And part of this is I don't really take disrespect lightly, but at the same time, it's just to sucker you in and rope you in. Like if you win, if I go and do that, because I'm always going to look like the aggressive, crazy person just for loving black people. But here's the thing that y'all need to that people need to understand. I'm okay with that sometimes. If I got to lose it all, don't you be the reason that I lose it. Because if I'm going to lose it all, oh, I'm going there. I'm going all the way there. Everything you feared about black men, every little thing that you thought, you about every it. little lie, I'm about to let you have it and feel it, right? So, Stereotypes I mean, of a black man misunderstood. So if you, so if you want that, still all good. So if you want that, you can get that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But, but it's better for everybody involved if I just take that energy and focus it on black kids and black families. I love it. And you so know that's a stereo threat framework, right? The what now? It's a theoretical framework called uh, stereotype threat. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Help me make the read, connection. Read, read, read up on that. Okay. All right. All right. I'll go when people do that to me. All right. Doctor in training. Uh, Sharif, um, <laughs> like we do, like, like, unlike Charles, I think in some ways, I'm trying to get out of some of these things like Charles is and, and stay focused. But it does feel like there's times where people put something out into the world where it is going to take you off course for a minute. Like you have to address it or because you think it'll do more damage to let it just hang out there. Uh, um how is it that that we draw a line between the things <laughs> that like we're going to address and not address or we're going to consider damaging or not? Because even the CRT stuff, like I can't stop with it right now, to be very honest with you. But I don't know how productive it actually is to keep going back and forth with people that are gaslighting us. They know they're gaslighting us. Mm-hmm. So maybe they're just sucking up my time. Charles, breathe and I mean- stay out of the comments. I mean, I think it really depends on, you know, like on the audience. Right. Like and so for me, it always depends. Everything's everything's nuanced. Everything. Uh, is, stop it. See, <laughs> no, I just mess with it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I do think there's, you know, sometimes like I don't get into battles of, you know, trying to prove our humanity. Like that's something I'm not going to go into. Like, yeah, I am a human being. I am a man like that. I'm not going to do that. Um, however, you know, I'm a teacher, I'm an educator, you know, and so there are times when I may be in Iran, I used to say, you know, right, like, or Panjela Bishnabet. It's like you're talking to the door, but you're really for everybody in the room to hear. You're talking to the door, but the windows can, uh, you know, the windows here, right? And so sometimes responses are for, it's not necessarily the idiot that raised their head, but you're addressing everybody. And you're letting everybody know. If anybody else has a question, here's the answer. If anybody else was having doubt, here's the answer. If there's a black kid who who is in a uh, a situation in a classroom in a school, and it's like I need words for this of how I'm feeling, then part of our job is also to share those words uh, where they can draw from, where they can pull from, where they can respond. Right? It doesn't necessarily mean that we're responding to every clan because you could be like whack a mole, whack a idiot, right? Every time somebody popped their head up, you're like, bang, then bang, then bang. Like, yeah, that's counterproductive. But if you're being strategic and you're saying this was lifted up 
And here's how I'm going to respond. I'm not going back and forth. This is my response. I put it on the table and then I'm, I'm moving on. Um, at the end of the day, that that may be uh, was something that, you know, a youth could use. Our colleagues can use someone else can use um, to be able to at least intersect, engage and dismantle whatever it is that they need to uh, dismantle. So I don't always look at anything I, I respond to as a a direct response, although with the CRT, I did. Um, but that's not always the uh, you know, that's not always the case. Sometimes things are in the air and it warrants a response. Sometimes chins need to get checked and sometimes you have to ignore. It. And that's I think, you know, what Cole is saying is 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 wise. Like sometimes that is the wisdom is the, making a choice of do I respond? Do I not respond? That is the difference of between being, uh, you know, having wisdom and just reacting, responding and reacting to me are just two different things, right? I don't want to be reactive. Like, oh, you said this, I'm a, oh, you said this, I'm a, but no, but if I'm like, oh yeah, you said that. Okay, well, check this out, Joker. Boom. Um, then you may be responding to something. So I, I do think there's, I do think there's nuance. I think there's choices and there's strategy and there's, there's reasons, but uh, I don't, I, I agree. You can't respond to every single thing uh, because it is a distraction um, if you do that, you know. Um, but if what you're saying is part of the work that you're doing, I, I, my job is to train teachers, train future educators. So part of that is, hey, here's the CRTs, both culture responsive teaching, critical race theory. Those two CRT, you know, has both had the same acronym. Interestingly enough, mm-hmm. um, they that's a uh, that's a grounding and foundation part of my work um, to develop in educators. So. Um, but yeah, you know, like um, if I'm just being honest with the three of you and everybody, our, our and friends everybody watching, <laughs> if I'm just being honest with you, I've, I took a long time ago Dr. Fuller's words to heart around interest conversions, meaning that it takes it takes weird groups of people to get stuff done sometimes. So when you find your common interest with a group of people, you have to agree on everything. You just have to agree on the main stuff. The main stuff that's going to get your agenda pushed through and and move forward. And that's that's politics out of the three of us. I think I have taken that further than the than the three of us, than any any of the four of us, meaning my my big tent, actually, of people that I'm willing to work with to get my agenda pushed and passed through. Let's a few of the wrong people through the door sometimes. Mm. Um, that's real. That's real. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's just like it's it's a it's a political calculation, but it can go too far. And then it puts you in a situation of having to tell people about themselves that you wouldn't have been in if you were more like Charles. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like if, if let's, let's just put it this way. I may let you get away with a lot of stuff if it's helping move my agenda and it's not hurting my people. But what if every time you said something stupid, you got punched in the mouth? Right. Um you would stop saying stupid stuff at some point, right? Because you would just stupid stuff comes out, you get punched in the mouth. Stupid stuff comes out, you get punched in the mouth. Stupid. So the more you did that and repeat, if you're an intelligent person, you would stop saying stupid stuff, right? Because you'd be like, oh, man, it feels like there's a connection between saying dumb things and getting punched in the mouth, right? Um, for, for folks listening, he's not talking about physically being punched. No, I am talking about physically. Like, what if every time you said something, somebody, somebody walked right up to you and popped you right in the mouth? Right? So for the folks that are listening, <laughs> I'm not saying... But Ray, you grew up in a neighborhood like that. You grew up in a neighborhood like mine, right? Like, I mean, listen, I get, well, this is what he's saying, right? And let me, I know let me, what he's saying. I, but, but I want our people to know, right? Like, let's pull the veil back. Like, in, 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 in the neighborhoods that I grew up in, I would say... 
for Ray. I don't want to speak for, for, for Chris and Reed, but I'll spend more time talking to Ray. Like, you learn real quick when you popping off at the mouth of the wrong person and they beat your ass. And then you like, maybe I don't want to pop off at that cat no more, or I need to be ready with whatever the case is. We live in a new era and a new age where people can use social media and say whatever they want, and they can do it from with the anonymity, uh, with by being anonymous and on the, on the internet or whatnot, and just kind of get their real feelings and their real emotions out there. I do think that the three of you brothers are, and I do, and, and this is where I do separate us though, right? Because I think y'all do a better job of this. This is a compliment. I do think the three of you brothers are the intellectual slap in the mouth back for people when they feel like they can just say dumb shit talking about black people because all the black people we serve don't spend a lot of time in social media world. They just can't for whatever reason. And so I do think that that's a very important role to play. And I think that that takes a certain level of patience. I think that takes a certain level of, of just good heartedness. And I think that y'all got that, you know what I'm saying? And at the, and at the same time, I think sometimes you need to let the the community just come on in. Just say that for me one more time. Tell me, tell me again what needs to happen with my fucking kids. No, 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 bitch. I want you to tell me what needs to happen with this boy right here. We're not Mm -hmm. doing, ain't no more stories, ain't no more quotes, ain't no more books. We talking about where my kids going to end up versus your kid because when black kids get failed, and I want to say this because y'all be trying to turn our podcast into, they love tests, they love this. No, no, no. We know what the fuck happens with the test results. Those results mean that some of our kids are going to fucking die. It means that some of our kids won't have a place to live. It means some of our kids are, they are building jails for them. That's why this stuff matters. I don't care about a test. We've been saying on this thing for the longest, make a new test, make a better one. But the money ain't in the test. The money is in your ability to continue to complain about it and get propped up by some people that don't know you, don't know your people and don't really respect you at all. So Sorry, Chris, I didn't mean to jump in on your point. No, no, I think but, uh, you're making my point for me in a way that's really helpful because here's the here's the bottom line. If I'm admitting that I let people in to go too far and in too far, it's only for this one reason. To me, the permanent interest of black folks is to have every one of their children succeed and get an education that the, the oppressors don't want them to get. So to me, that is the that is the subversive goal of all of our ancestors collected into all of our history, collected into our bodies today, is to make sure our next generation gets everything that they need to decode the world. So to do that, they're going to need strong teachers, strong curriculum. They're going to need strong schools, strong learning opportunities that set them up to be working for themselves and not working for somebody else. They're going to need to know how to measure whether that's happening. We're going to need to know what the data looks like on a daily basis, monthly basis, hourly basis, every five minutes if we need to. So these are the things. Great teachers, great schools, great data, great information and a strategy for making sure that every child graduates ready to take on the world that doesn't want them to take on the world. Right. So if somebody's going to come along with me and say, well, listen, some of what you want in there is good for my little Susie. Or, you know, my little Emilio or, you know, my my little Juan or or Taekwon or whatever. Well, cool. Let's all do this together then. Because if we all have an interest in our kids actually not being slaves in the next generation, then let's do this together. And at some point, someone in that room is going to say the wrong thing. They're going to say something that's messed up and we have to make a decision whether we could keep working together. I think we're in one of those moments right now. I don't know if, you know, if I'm right, but I think we might need to cut some people off at this point. Bro, so real quick, I got a hypothesis. Oh, it's a working hypothesis, right? 
And so uh, when you think about teachers unions and most specifically uh, Randy Weingarten and the AFT. So CDC drops all this stuff and whatnot. And then you come to find out who's the boogeyman behind the scenes in terms of who's pulling all the strings. Right. CRT uh, goes national or whatever. You have all these red states that are anti-critical race theory. You know who we haven't heard from the whole time? We haven't heard from the teachers union the whole time. So usually when things impact or affect teachers, you hear from the unions and they have been super quiet the whole time. And so here's my working hypothesis. Remember post Brown and Chris, we just did a show on Brown, right? We lost a whole hell of a lot of black talent. Don't you think if folks are coming in and they're like, Hey, we're banning critical race theory. Black folks aren't going to be like, hey, I don't want to do this shit. Like, what am I going to be in education for if I can't be myself? If I can't talk about my lived experiences, right? If I can't create counter narratives to uh, what oppressors are doing to those that are oppressed, right? Bro, it's about to be a huge reckoning. You heard it here on Eight Black Hands First. But, Reef, you got a lot of work to do, man, because people about to start walking out of these classrooms and saying, fuck that, I'm about to be an engineer. Or they might say, F that, and we're going to build our own damn schools, <laughs> right? right? Because we don't have right. to keep acting like that's the only game in town. Like, uh, if we look at our intellectual genealogy, if we look at our history, if we look at at the trail, the breadcrumbs that were left, <laughs> the, uh, the, the freedom-fighting tools that were left, they all say the same thing. You know, it, it's like sometimes we get distracted while, you know, about this whole you know, uh, integration thing. We think it's just about where kids go to school. Sometimes it's with where we work, you know? And, and so we, we have to be, I think, you know, the critical mass right now is yes, all our children are there, but right now we have 15, maybe 20 States who are saying, yeah, we're going to keep lying and we're going to double down on the lies that are, uh, that we're promoting. We're going to erase you even further. And we're going to make it a law to say, you better put that, don't try to write something in. But then when you think about it, right, like it's nothing new, right? Like what, what my man said, what the roots say, nothing new, nothing new. They say nothing new, nothing new, nothing. This is not new, right? This is a continuation of what has all Go look it up. Uh, that's that's one of the roots, brother. Malik <laughs> he's like, he's like, is that really? Yeah, bro. Uh, yeah. I'm not thinking that's really it. Uh, I'm glad you, first of all, I'm glad you cited them. Yeah, but I thought you was going to just bump into freestyle. <laughs> we ain't got time for all that. We ain't got time for all that. Well, you be like this. You be sweating like, oh yeah, you know, he going in. But no, but I, I mean, this isn't this isn't a new thing. You know that that piece uh you know just wrote. Um, you know, about Malcolm, one of the things that, you know, uh, was looking at was uh, SNCC, where in Mississippi, they were they were passing a law to ban SNCC from having freedom schools in the state of Mississippi. Mm-hmm. Like banning freedom schools. Like mm-hmm. what about your what about your existence is threatened by black kids learning a little bit about their history and learning how to read unless unless that's counter what you actually what your goals actually were for them. Absolutely. But, Right. Because if they're saying like you ain't got to read to be able to share a crop, you ain't got to vote to be able to share a crop. Matter of fact, we want you connected to this particular institution forever. 
And so why would I want freedom schools? Right. And to me, they had, we, we talked about this before, just like that. Uh, there's a, a grandpappy that was pointing up to, to some uh, lynched black man, black woman mm-hmm. that had been set on fire and it was lynched. Right. They got grandkids and they have a genealogy and they have a they have a their own breadcrumbs that they've left. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And so it's not new. This is a continuation of the same thing. That level of violence. When someone says how are we going to pass a law where you can't learn the truth about what we've done, a whole continent of people that we wiped out. Yeah. Right. And we're going to say we're going to pass a law that you can't even talk about that. Man, F that. Like and anybody that stops teaching about it, yeah. you don't belong in the classroom anyway. Like, Bro, Let me point out. something out, y'all. Let me just point something out. Christina yeah. Laster, who's in in our comments right now in our show notes. Chris, Christina, welcome. Welcome to everybody. Tanae, Chamoke, Renee Brown, all the aunties are here, Sasha and others. Thank you for coming every week. We appreciate welcome everybody so Fred, much. Yeah. Welcome, enemies, everybody. Baby. You know, everybody. Listen, that's one of the best things. I don't have any enemies. Malcolm I got enemies. I got a bunch of enemies. I want to say I want to say hi to my friends, yeah. and, and and I see I see my friends, I see my relatives, you know, and I see some enemies too. I, I'm not even That's in right. the comments, but yeah. anytime you're talking uh, the truth about black folks, you want to have people who don't like it who are listening. Right. No, but this is the truth too. This is the truth of eight black hands, which is you're not going to jump up in our comments and get ignorant. So so either our either our eight black hands family is going to take care of you or one of us is going to stop the show and, and take care of you, too, because that's just the way we're going to roll. We move as a team and we don't so take now shit. I gotta read the so, 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 I so Christina. I just want to say this about Christina is that I watched her in one day catch heat from the white left mm. about the work that she does in education and calling her everything but a child of God. And, you know, the thing we're all used to the billionaires and all that stuff and the white right also in her timeline come after her for the CRT stuff and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, now what does a grandmother need to do just to be able to fight for black babies for education and not collect white shit from two sides of the same fence? What do you got to do? Nothing unite white folks like being pro-black. That is that is the, <laughs> that is the unifying as I go on to right now girl. to make my new T-shirt as I go to make my new T-shirt. Right. <laughs> I'll quote you, Sharif. Go ahead, bro. <laughs> it's true, man. It's true. Like, right. Like it's and it's again, it goes back to, you know, back to historic attempts. Right. You know, when Malcolm says the whole country is north south of the canadian border that's deep south wow. <laughs> everything south of the canadian border is deep south right because he, he was talking about a particular mindset they don't call pennsylvania pencil tonk pencil for nothing right in between pittsburgh and philly they like that's all that's all wasteland as far wow. as like policies and 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 laws right like how they fund those black corners of the state like all of that is a very particular mindset that's anti-black it's been anti-black and it will continue i don't think it's i think the the odds of you changing a mind about someone that's anti-black like that's not my work like i like that's that's not not my work so 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 so, i'm not trying to convince you it's the same question but uh is it time for realignment and is it time that we stop being polite with certain folks and actually just say, like, listen, been polite up until this moment, but this Bro. is the end of the line for that polite shit. All right, I'm so, going so. to let you know right now uh, you're in a different movement than, than I am. Get out my feed. Go so ahead, yeah, I'm going to get a homie his love, right? I'm giving him his flowers while he's here, while he's on the West Coast, because he's had this right the whole time, right? So 
when we did the Pittsburgh show, right? He was right. When we did the MPU, okay, now show, what? Just stop for a second. Tell people what happened in the Pittsburgh show. Just quick, oh, quick analysis. What happened? All right. So Pittsburgh so show, white lady gets up and she she goes off on a tangent. He brings her back or whatever. I show her love, which I. I'm a loving person, right? But he, it, but he, but he wasn't wrong. Then he yeah, ended up yeah. smoke, like, oh, he's aggressive, whatever, whatever. New Orleans, same thing, right? He handled it the way that it needed to be handled, right? By folks that were uh, semi-walking that line that we're talking about now of possibly being friendly, possibly not being friendly or whatever. But over a matter of time, people always show their hands and they they come out of the the, 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 the sheep's clothing, right? Mm-hmm. And so wolves come out of sheep's clothing. And so this guy has been spot on in terms of like being able to sense that from the beginning. And uh, we've given him hell and I want to give him his flowers as being the person that be knowing. The person that be to the show, quotation marks, B-E knowing. I appreciate that, Ray. And I'll say this and listen, and I wasn't mean to none of those people. I think it's just the truth. And sometimes the truth can feel harsh. If y'all first mm. off, if y'all enjoying this show, we need y'all to like and share and comment. Let me do my duties as an A Black Hands member of this episode. Right. We need y'all. This is how we build this up. But, Chris, I, I just just to take in what Ray said and the question that you had, it's not that we got to stop being nice to people. It's just recheck what your center is. If the center is the well-being of black and brown kids, black and brown families and black and brown communities, then your steps are already going to be ordered based on how people are going to come at you. Right. So Sharif may get at the issue different than I may get at it different than Ray, which is different than Chris. But my my, my value system is always those kids that ain't got nobody talk for them. Those kids that's going to get called aggressive. And like, yo, for somebody to call me aggressive when I'm like being nice, doing active listening and listening back to you, but also just giving you truth because I know my history and I know what the fuck I do and I know my value. And you take that as actual like disrespect. What do you think they're going to do with real people hurting? What is going to happen with real people trapped in these schools that don't have a way out that can't put their kids in private school that can't move zip codes, right? Like who are the people that's going to be protecting them? And, and, and this again, I'm the squarest person from my neighborhood. So this is how this further lets me know <laughs> you motherfuckers don't love black people the way you say you do. So my whole thing is I'm starting there, right? What is, if, if I was watching a version of me on TV answer these questions and talk, what is the type of answer that I res- that I would respect versus like, and I've had to ask myself, Charles, did you answer that question or did you tap dance on that question? Did you stay on code for black people in that moment or did you try to play nice with people? And our people can't afford for us to, if you got to be nice to get what we need, get the bag for us, for our people, hey, do what you got to do. This is business, baby. Chris, I ain't mad at nobody you work at, you feel me? You got a business to run. You a black dude in a space where black dudes don't, don't do it. And you did this without a college degree, Negro. You better, you better rock. You know what I'm saying, Ray? You better rock, Sharif. You better rock. Hire who you need to hire. But if you asking me and 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 you disrespecting the essence of what I'm saying when all I'm doing is loving black people, if my love for black people and my people and where I grew up and the love that I needed when I was a kid, if that offends you, then fuck you. 
and then I'm good with it. <laughs> and I should say this, like, so, so that people know specifically, we did a show in Pittsburgh. It was mostly educators of color in the room. And at the end, close to the end, there was a woman that stood up and said something like, how can we make parents do their job or something like that? It was something that was it was off brand and it was wrong for the room and everybody in the room. So that was one incident. And here we are for any room. <laughs> yeah. Well, but it was definitely wrong for that room. Mm-hmm. And, and here we are four intelligent brothers and we handled that question in multiple ways. Cause it wasn't the only dumb thing that was said that day. As a matter of fact, if I'm being real, we had a, we had a couple of other people that were parent blaming um, that weren't white. Um, but, but it was just wrong. And then, then the next time when we did a show in New Orleans at the at the uh, NPU gathering, the room was mostly parents of color. Uh, and, you know, somewhere towards the end of our set, someone stood up and said something like, I'm just sick always here. I don't even want to become a bigger thing, bro. Just keep it, keep it nebulous. <laughs> I'm just we'll put that episode say, in like, there, bro. This is the reason I thought it was important to call it out is because this is the type of stuff we hear that people don't give us credit for hearing. When it looks like we're just going off on stuff, it's because we do encounter really ignorant kind of feedback at times and we have to decide how we're going to handle it. Right. Um, And at a certain point we have to just decide we're not going to handle it. Like we're done with you. This is no longer that movement. I think we're heading that way now um, uh, where some people are, we're not just going to all be homies anymore. We will be, but not everybody that works with us in this movement is, Mm -hmm. is going to be working with us. So Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not going to go any further down that pipe because, uh, <laughs> Charles, I think you smart to say, uh, it just ain't worth it. It just, it just no. ain't worth it. And, and I gave a lot of time and sadly, even as I reflect on that, I got less time with somebody who's no longer here with us because I was actually giving time to this person. And I fought with my, my co-host about giving said time, right? Like, yeah. so, yeah. you know what I'm saying? So I just, you know, but that's on me, but I just think that in general, and, and, and the larger point that I'm just making is that our survival and thriving as black people will be seen as offensive to other folks. Let's just really sit with that for a minute. Why does me caring about what happens to black people make you feel some kind of way? Power does not concede itself. And I just think you, again, I said this last week, we are talking empire talk. This ain't democracy talk. This ain't like, oh, America the beautiful and rolling and and rolling grains and all that shit. We are in an empire. And when you got to be part of that empire for a while, a big part of that is indoctrination. So that's why if I if I had a magic wand, I want independent black schools. I don't even want charter. I want like schools that we own with our own bread to do whatever the fuck we want to do. And you can just leave me alone and we can be fine. You know what I'm saying? And we can come together when it makes sense to and love. I'm not trying to be a separatist. Don't call me racist or whatever the case is. My my number one priority is to make sure black and brown boys and girls can actually leave school reading and doing numbers. That's it. That's all. And Ladies if that's and revolutionary and Charles to Cole, you, Dr. Charles Cole at 839 Central Time on Sunday, May 23rd, Charles Cole, Dr. Charles Cole just became a libertarian. Welcome to the Libertarian <laughs> Party, brother. Appreciate you. Definitely it's been a long role to get you here. We're going to start a new term. And, and <laughs> educational libertarian, I guess, but I'm not a libertarian. But I got you. You're going to meet a whole lot more of them folks that you try to avoid in that, in that party. Well, I mean, you can't avoid them anyway. They, they in all, they in all your parties. They, they in all, all parties. parties. Yeah, all your all parties. parties. Yeah, right. They what definitely if, in all parties. What if 
uh, separate but equal had actually happened. What if? Right? Because as I'm thinking about these black schools that we're talking about, right? Black run, black owned, black operated schools. What if we had had separate but equal? Would we be in this mess right now? Would we even be having this? Oh, and Chris, while I'm giving people's roses and one, I'm going to shout you out, bro. You did something that was phenomenal this week. So, oh, I want to hear it. Yeah, I bet you're right. Like, Whatever it is, I think you're right. Hey, let's be like, yeah. I want to hear it. <laughs> something that I wouldn't have yeah. ever been able to do. But there was there was a a, a slight uh, that was that was given uh, by the University of, of North Carolina, right? Pulitzer Prize winner, and then mm-hmm. they just mm-hmm. denied her tenure because mm-hmm. of whatever reasons or whatever, right? Racism. And, and all, racism, yeah. <laughs> and, and although although we may not uh, philosophically align yeah. uh, with, 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 with a lot of the things that, you know, this person says, I Nicole saw... Nicole Hannah-Jones. Just say her name, bro. I saw yeah, you. Nicole I'm not saying her name. You blocked yeah. me on Twitter. So, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you always fighting with people? Interest no, convergence, bro. Right. Interest convergence. Yeah, yeah, but, 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 I would try to disagree know. without fighting. Right, yeah. so, but, but here's, she, here's the Thing. She got I the credentials out, but she got right. the, regardless how you feel. And she's I, a Pulitzer Prize yeah. winner and a genius and a genius recipient. Yeah, yeah. And I saw and I saw you. Even and though both of those are white standards, by the way. But keep going, keep going. I saw you yeah. know sometimes our interests don't align or whatever. But I saw you be the bigger person and straight shout out and, and call out the racism first, right? Mm-hmm. And then give her her roses in terms of uh, not necessarily the accuracy of the work, but just the importance of having it as a primary document in order to refute uh, the lies. No permanent friends, no permanent en- enemies, only mm-hmm. permanent interests, right? And my right. permanent interests are black people being educated to the point of which they can free themselves. That is the permanent interest for me, for black people. I don't talk about schools because I, I think that is school is fun, like just schools in general or education. I don't think any of it's fun. What I think is fun is being able to decode the world well enough to start a business, to buy a home, to uh, raise a family, to have kids, to stand on your own two feet, to not live on your knees, economically speaking, to be able to uh, crunch complex data that tells you that the police, the courts, and everybody is treating you differently in the law of large numbers and that it's having an impact on you, right? So that to me is where the real power is, whatever gets us there. It may not be a school, it may not be whatever, but if today you're with me on that and tomorrow you're not, they're cool, just keep on rolling because that's the history of black people, right? Our friends were never always the same. Our friends have switched parties several times. Our enemies have switched parties several times. They've rebranded themselves several times. They've had secret meetings without us at times, right? <laughs> and decided how they were going to, like, they hate each other in public, like mm-hmm. like World Star Wrestling or something. They hate each other in public, but then behind closed doors, they, they it's just funny how the more they fight, the more they stay in, in, in control. That's how, they carved, that's how they carved the whole continent of Africa, wasn't it? Exactly. <laughs> well, exactly. That, and would you have wanted to go to a Klan meeting? Kinda. I mean, I think it can be kind of interesting. Like, I would love to see, like, I mean, like, if you could assure me my hood wasn't going to come off and I could just, like, if I could master the accent and I could just, like, know, you know, like, if I had a perma hood on, they couldn't pull it off and I mastered the accent, it might be interesting to see what goes on there. I don't think I'd be very surprised. I think it would look a little bit like the AFT conference. But, I mean, you listen, um, um, I'm not against people uniting together on their separate interest away from me also. This is why I'm like, I love your question. What if Brown 
had like would have separated but equal hadn't hadn't went away right because we were on track for some good stuff our businesses were on track more than they are now our families were more on track than they are now our schools were more on track our black educators were still intact our black pedagogical knowledge was still intact um and it's not like the whole world became our oyster when they took all that away right 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 I mean, it right. had those unintended consequences. Uh, and unintended. I mean, you know, those aren't even unintended. Go ahead. I'm going to let you go. But but that's what God don't like ugly. Right. He will put us in a bad situation because you think you're doing us dirty. And what, look what God will do. Look at what God will do. But that but that's uh, called uh, yeah. but that's called systemic racism, right? When a system, Ooh. when you build a system that even when it looks like it's a blow against the system, the system is like a, a, a Chinese finger trap. And the more you struggle against it, the more it tightens up on you, right? Mm-hmm. So even though Brown versus Board was supposed to be this thing that liberated black folks and made sure we could get these facilities and all that because we weren't getting separate but equal, it actually had separate, it had it had the opposite impact on black people. And this is the thing, and I think this is where, like, if we look at the, the you know, of Chairman Fred Hampton in general, right? Like, if you talk about no permanent friends, no permanent enemies, only permanent interests, I think this is why teaching real history is important. Because he modeled that. He went and talked with these white folks. He talked with these gangbangers. He talked with all these other people from different races. He didn't say we got to be friends. I still don't agree with what the fuck you do. I don't like nothing that you do. But guess what? You getting beat upside your head by the same cops that I'm getting my head beat upside of. And what happens if we work together on this issue? See, our issue isn't that we can't get along with enemies. Our issue is that we don't have a solidified goal that we can unite around. So it's like, I don't need to be your fucking friend, but if That's we right. need to get, you know, you know, you know what you see this in a lot and, and, and maybe Ray is there, but I know a lot of people are listening. If you ever watch WWF and like the Royal rumble <laughs> and in the Royal rumble, like everybody in the ring will gang up on the big motherfucker to get him up out of there. And then they'll fight each other. Yeah. Like, that is what that means, right? That is an actual example of no permanent friends, no permanent enemies. Just we got to get rid of this big motherfucker first. And it's like, how do we get rid of this big thing of white supremacy first, of, of, of the empire first? We can deal with our issues later. But what is the goal? And I think that's why it's been so difficult for us, Chris, because if I ask five different people what the goal is, I'm going to get five different answers. And we got to have something to rally yeah. around. So and maybe I feel it's like, you know, you have been saying one answer, though, like one answer. Your answer aligns with mine. Mine is we definitely got to move a large number of black kids into safe harbor. We have to rescue a large number of black children, uh, whether we get them all or not the first day or whatever, blah, blah. We have to rescue a large number of them, but we have to have a place to put them. And you've been talking about black private schools, for instance. That's a permanent interest of ours. Independent black schools is a permanent interest. Ability to own the means of production of your own education, your own knowledge production is just germane to humanity. That's just like Jermaine, especially our humanity when the whole world's aligned to not have us have that. Um, So if somebody's going to help me get there and I disagree with them on something else like tax policy or the environment or stoplights or or maybe they like yoga like Ray or something like that. I mean, I think it's a little weird that a tall ass black man does yoga, but we can still work together because we want our children to be free. 
What? What? Reef is a bird watcher. Black bird watchers. <laughs> Black beekeepers. Beekeepers. Yeah, you know, listen, we ain't got to all like the same stuff. I don't like getting stung by bees. I don't like getting contorted into positions I'm not supposed to be in, all that type of stuff. But listen, if we all can agree that our kid's brain, like the Black intellect, has to be rescued from a system that hates it, then that's a good starting point. And maybe you want school choice for some other reasons, because you want to start like Beelzebub's school of white nationalism or whatever. If you want to do that, that's fine. I'm okay with that because then that allows me to to start the nation school for black children. So maybe we want the same thing, but we don't have to agree on everything to get there. But maybe you can take that too far. And maybe I am taking it too far with some people because uh, they're not offering us anything good in some cases. They're just out there popping off at the mouth about the wrong things and, and actually kind of setting policy agendas that might hurt us. I mean, but that's the thing, like like pro-black schools don't preach hatred, you know, but those those white schools that they raise the kids in those dining room tables that they uh, raise in white kids in, yeah. they teaching a whole lot of hate. You know what I'm saying? Like that's not only, you know, hate them. They also want us to hate ourselves. Right. Like it's, it's a double thing. We ain't going around like trying to teach their kids to hate themselves. Right. Like that ain't what any of this is about. We're just saying, like, you know what? We're actually human beings and we're not going to fight to prove it, but we are going to fight to defend it. Right. We're not going to try to prove it, but we are damn sure going to fight to defend our humanity and our children's humanity, because that's all the essence of education. That's what it is, that you are recognizing that a human being deserves a quality education. And anybody that stands in the way of that, no matter what their, uh, you know, what, what their mouth says, whatever they fix their lips to say, if it is not aligned to that. Uh, our permanent interest and, you know, then, you know, like that's, that's the, that's the, that's the fault line right there. Yeah. Bro, but see, here, here's the thing, right? When, when we get, when we finally do get to a space to where we're having these black private schools, right? And uh, the operators of these private schools are not going to not allow any other folks to not, to, to, to be able to come to the school. And what you'll, what you'll see is you'll see some white folks, you'll see some, you'll see some, Asian folks that are like, you know what? I want to put my kid in this culturally affirming school rather than to keep them in the school that don't want to tell the truth about history, right? And I'm telling you, I'm willing to bet money that that's what you're going to see, right? You think you'll see large numbers of that? I don't know. Hell no. You ain't going to see large numbers of it. (laughs) Wait a second now. Don't say that you might. I mean, listen, there are HBCUs that are now 100% white or mostly white. No, so I don't know if you know that. People don't know that. They were all black. Not 100%. Let me let me not overstate the case. Let me just say, they are white schools now. They are white now. They are white colleges that used to be HBCUs at one point. Yeah, but and they still have the status. Go look it up. Google it. They are white schools that used to be black. That used to... That I mean, are HB, listen, and still have the status. Because our shit is fire, fam. Like, listen, let me just... Like, the issue is not white people. I ain't got no issue with white people. We talking about yes, a system. Tell the truth. We talking about a system. Listen, man. <laughs> let me let me explain something to you. Let me I got white friends. You. Here you go. Nah, I ain't gonna say that because it's a, it's a whole bunch of people I might not like or or, or whatever the case is. But if in this conversation, I we, got we're talking friends. about a we talking about a system. We talking about a system where certain groups may have benefited more, but it's a system that has that is designed to make sure that we stay in a certain type of place. And what I'm all I'm saying is is that. 
the we have to we have to make sure we are educating our people along the way. We just got to give our people a fighting chance. And again, what I'm saying ain't fair. It ain't right. It it is. It, I should not be having to teach black parents extra languages on top of what they already got to do that other parents ain't got to do. Yeah. But if we're talking about the results for their kids, then it matters. You know what I'm saying? If we talk about my friend Demarcus, who ain't no longer here, who got murdered before he made it to high school, then it matters. And that's what we have in this conversation about. So you people can paint me however they want. But again, my love for black people don't I I I ain't got no if you a dope person, you a dope person, regardless of your race. But again, we gotta we got I learned so much about Christopher Columbus, fam. I learned so much about this dude. And Italians will be, yep, that is our guy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and we just ain't hearing nothing about our own people. Come on, you ain't learning about Fred Hampton. You ain't learning about Fannie Lou Hamer. You're not learning about the black people in your community that done made it a place for you to be where you can actually live and breathe and do this stuff. That 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 policy didn't just happen. It was people around that that did that. And I think if you brown, you should be the same. If you Indian, you should be the same. If you Asian, you should be the same. Like, there's a history that we have. And this is why GRIAs are so important. This is why oral histories in Black communities are so important, because they took the ability of us to read and write. And that was the only way we could save our history. So now that we can do these things, what make you think we should stop now? That's all I'm saying. Like, so I think, because I know people take our comments and try to twist them. I ain't got no smoke with people that's doing what they need to do. I, hell, I don't even care if you white and you want to make sure that white history is staying in there because that's what you germane to. I'm what I'm saying it. is, I'm all for it. What, all, what I'm saying is, let us do what we need to do. And black people, stop mm. thinking that these folks are just going to wake up one day and it's just going to be different. Stop thinking that like this system that has worked so well off of the system that we have is just going to stop. If this you had is a why it's so important, though, that was like, giving you like, millions a day. You just going to stop it? No, that would be dumb. This is why it's so important to like, and we got to shift gears, but but the CRT debate that we are having, Thurgood Marshall said it would take five years after integration for everything to be right. Like Americans were going to stop hating each other after five years. Five years after, right? Right. So when Derek Bell started, when Derek Bell started working on CRT, it was a decade or more after Thurgood Marshall said that. And he was like, we miscalculated. Like we did not pay enough attention to systems. So when Charles is saying this now, like how many times are we going to be fooled by the idea that they're just going to wake up one day and everything's going to be okay. And they're going to, they're going to change. That's not happening. It's not coming. So um, the last question, I wanted to make sure we got this in before, cause we're going to have to wrap soon, but um I wanted us to to talk about like, you know, there comes times to to realign. There comes a time to like check your friends and decide whether or not you got the right people and whether your interests are are uh, being taken the right way. What do we do to build up warriors in this space so that we can determine what our movement's going to be without anybody else, like without being in somebody else's movement or sharecropping somebody else's movement? We're gonna need more people. We're going to need more of our own people. Many of our people, like I heard one of us earlier say that our people aren't on social media like that. Our people are on social media. They're not in the middle of this boring ass discussion about education. They're, they're in other discussions. So what are we going to do to build up like our, our base, uh, our group of warriors within our own movement to create our own movement? That's a great question, bro. So, so today I, um, perusing uh, social media and I see this video that has over 300,000 views a woman at a school, a black lady at a school board meeting uh, gets up and gives us a minute and 33 seconds about why she is against 
critical race theory. Wow. She starts by saying that it, uh, <laughs> it, uh, it, uh, it, so Hitler in the KKK used CRT as a method. Yes, 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 yes. I, I shit you not. I mean, this is, I mean, this is the, this is the reason, you know, public education, like this is a perfect, you know, advertisement for that. She probably went to a, she probably went to a public school. But, here, but here's the thing. Here's, here's the thing with the misinformation, though. It, it caught fire in Australia. So like uh, Australians are like, and so if you go to the comments, it's like 4,600 comments and whatnot where folks around the world talking about, I'm glad I got my high school diploma prior to them putting this shit in schools. Like, yo, it's absolutely insane at this level. I wonder, of- I wonder what the Aboriginals say, you know, about about uh, CRT and their from their context and perspective. She said Hitler, though. Yeah. Wow. But here's the thing, though. To the unsuspecting ear, she was definitive in terms of, like, what she was saying. She was saying that shit with confidence, right? So if you came in and you're a lay person, you're not really even going to question that much. You're just going to be like, damn, yeah, yeah, I don't want to do CRT either. If 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 you are a lay person. Not right? if you're a lay person, if you're a sheep. Yeah, I mean, yes, that's exactly but what that's sheep why, That's why it's important for us to have these types of conversations or whatever, mm-hmm. not just uh, railing against the anti-anti folks, but also talking to our own people, giving them information so they can go out and they can be uh, definitive in terms of uh, d- defending something that needs to be defended. Listen, I'm sure it's a whole bunch of House Negroes that were pretty confident about their stance. You know, there were uh, folks after, you know, Dr. Carter G. Woods, it was like, yep, you you could find some black people that defended slavery, too. You can find some black yes. folks that defended a whole lot of stuff, particularly, hey, Charles, Charles, particularly Charles. institutions that were like that were uh, built in. And so, like, I, I mean, that, those are the folks that, yeah, well, I about. mean. I see Charles's face, and I do want to throw this to Charles. I want to throw it to Charles just for this one reason. No, no, I mean, I'm listening. I don't don't disagree He always says, like, you know, like, we disagree on this point. It's the win, often You you often say, like, you know, the person at the barbershop doesn't know about any of this shit. I didn't say that. I didn't say that. No, well, I'm not trying to. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm trying to make the general point. You say something like they're not listening to this discussion. I said this is not the conversation we're having in our barbershop. Okay, but my point is not like to to put you on the spot about anything other than to say they're not reading Robert Pondicio. They're not sitting around reading Robert Pondicio and Rick Hess and the the latest news of the day from them, right? But they're not doing that, right? They ain't reading Sharif Elbecki either, you know what I mean? Yeah, but this is my point about that is, you know? I agree with that and feel like you have to make things relevant to people, but there were people that didn't know emancipation happened until like a year and a half later. Right. Mm-hmm. And there was stuff going on in the world that was affecting their day to day life that they didn't know about. So I don't think we can say like have them wear it with the badge of honor that they didn't know about this conversation going on as people are passing state laws. State laws are literally being passed. You be, you have a law that's literally being passed in your state that is telling you that educators are going to be chilled on what they could teach your kids about their yeah, own and they're going to say that lives. you got to keep teaching the same coming. shit you've been teaching. Like this is what I'm saying. You, we we're talking about it, and I I hear you. I want to. I, I we said it like we've been getting CRT like like good education <laughs> in communities. This is what I'm saying. Like it just they want to make a law to keep yeah. shit the way that shit is. Like that's what right. it is. Like oh shit looks like this and smells like this. I just wanted to keep it and stay like that. Well, they want it to be American. worse though. 
They do to be to be fair. They want to teachers to be able of to course. do less than Listen, what they're doing now. These are the so. same people that shot Martin Luther King and said that King is the greatest of all time and only do this colorblind piece. I, I'm not saying that, right? Let me be very very clear. And and Chris, I just had to correct you, bro. You're trying to make a rhyme good in the hood, bro. You can't be. I ain't calling nobody in the in the barbershop. Not smart. I had to. I gotta fix that. You trying to get me. No, uh, that is not it. But you did say that, like, they're not sitting around winning these. Like, you're trying to get your, you're trying to get your yeah, line up. Yeah, bro, you can't do that. But, but, but here's what I what I am saying. Let me be very clear. Let me be very clear. You're going to come though, out right? with a mo- mohawk next time. Yeah, bro, it's not, it, we're not, we not doing that in Chicago or Oakland. Nowhere. My barbershop is brilliant. Here's what I will say, though, right? Like, but this is, this shit is fairy dust for some of these people. And what I mean is, remember in Peter Pan, they like, I'm not flying. And it's like, cause you don't believe like some of these people that we bring into the space and giving energy to don't nobody care about that shit until we start like pushing yeah. it. Like we actually put oxygen on that stuff. And what I'm saying is the people that I'm dealing with, if we just go to Maslow hierarchy of needs, that's such a higher level conversation. And the people that I spend most of my time with that I care most about are struggling with levels one and two of like Maslow's hierarchy of needs. That's what I'm saying. So all I'm saying is, and again, I want to be very clear. I love y'all's articles about it. I've been pushing y'all's articles just as hard as I push my own stuff about it. Like, go read this so you know what's happening. But what I try to do is I try to convert that energy when I see that. And instead of all the energy and the heat and anger and hatred that I have seething for these people, how can I use that to actually build something that's going to help people? So just from those articles, Chris, I have gone and like met with people in their houses since then. I have gone and showed people how to read their own transcripts since then. I have had I have had actual conversations with a hundred people, with more than a hundred black folks, just around education stuff. Instead of instead of sitting down and writing a response to these people, that's not germane to my community. That's what I meant by it. I'm not saying that what y'all what y'all wrote is important, and the way that y'all break it down. And if you want the policy breakdown, you have to read what Chris wrote. You have to read what Ray wrote, and you damn sure have to read what Sharif wrote. But just get some coffee because it's long as shit. <laughs> but like. But you need to do that, right? Uh, but what I'm saying, but my role is different. If we build a bridge, my role is just different in that space because I'm not even gonna add value in that space. Like I'm gonna, I'm just gonna be disruptive. Like I'm just gonna make you feel uncomfortable. I just want you to feel un- like there is solace. Like people be like, what's what good is it gonna make if you go fight this person? Well, I'm gonna feel really good actually. I actually I am. Like sometimes you gotta make people uncomfortable again, and I think that. Listen, gentrification when it took the hold that it took, like I'm bugged out when I see like certain people jogging in the middle of West Oakland today when like as a kid, it just that just wasn't what happens. Right. It's it's a level of comfort. And I do think and this is why I think a black hands exist. We have let races get too comfortable. We have let people in education get too comfortable. And so whether it's Chris making you uncomfortable on the blogging side, whether it's Ray making you uncomfortable with his results from his school, whether it's Sharif making you uncomfortable with the fact that he built a national organization that's going to bring in more black teachers or me talking that shit to your nose, then you just got to feel uncomfortable. We got to make these people start to feel uncomfortable again. And that, and that that's, you know what? That's, and for us, that, that's self-care for us. <laughs> that's what that's what self-care that means like that's self-care that's self-care actually what self-care means my grass. Huh? yeah yeah self-care yeah yeah make them feel grass. uncomfortable like telling somebody something they desperately need to hear and needed to hear for 400 years is self-care 
This is the black version. You should write a new book, Charles. Just like black self-care, the black version. And just make it about people going around saying what they need to say to people that they wanted to say for 400 years, right? Hey, think you know about your oldest ancestor. Yeah, think about your oldest ancestor and, and put yourself in the body of your oldest ancestor. The black ancestor. And then went say what that oldest ancestor wants to say. Just say what they want to say. Don't say what you want to say. Go to think of your oldest ancestor and hey, what they would want to get away with saying every day and just do Chris, that all day. Chris, you got some heat coming out tomorrow, man. You, you going to talk about it? No. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what the heat is. That's the only reason why. Uh, anyways, we do have to wrap because we are at the like getting uh, towards the end of the show. Here. We're at the, we're actually over a little bit, but I would love to hear everybody's final thoughts just around. Let's make it plain and let's make it real for people. Not everybody's our friend. Not it. Not all friendships are forever. But our permanent interest, the things that we care about today and yesterday and tomorrow are going to be uh, the thing that we should model doing well for our for our, our our base, our family, our friends. We should model what it looks like to be an on point focused leader in education advocacy or education just in general. So let's wrap. Uh, let's start with you, uh, um, Charles. Um, start where we begin it and then we'll work it around the chain. So yeah. final words. Yeah, final words, man. One, um, I, I think that our mission is very important. And, you know, black people have to remain at the forefront of that mission. And even if I don't like you, if we don't agree, you ain't got to like me. There's a lot of people that don't like me for good reason. And that's fine. Right. But if, if the focus is going to end up with black people in a better spot, I'll talk to you. Even people that I got heat with in these comments right now that I do not give, I do not care about you at all. And you don't care about me and it's okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, I have no problem being savvy around that stuff for our people. Um, I think that this was a really good space, though, because I think folks be trying it. And I think that, like, man, the power of black people showing up is just so powerful. Think, Look at everything that's happening just when we start to talk about, yo, let's what, what if we do this crazy thing, which is tell the truth in history? That's it. Not put extra on it. Not do additional shit. Just tell the truth. Like, that should be bare minimum. And I think that when people speak up, they end up showing who they are because things were really cushy. And I just want to leave people with this reminder. Unions started in this country and one of their number one goals in the beginning was to keep black people out of the job market. And these white men were able to take... Uh, all type of grants from the government and low tax rates and buy houses that black people who fought in the same wars wasn't able to have. And then they got tired of hearing their wives. And you know what they said? They said, why don't you go be an educator? And then we got this Brown versus board thing that's supposed to help black people, but we're going to make it work for you. And then they put their wives over there and put a union in there. And then they, now they all teach all the black kids. But yet and still, the argument is always around who's teaching the 8% of black kids that happen to be doing pretty decent or whatever the case is. Like, think about the mind fuckery that's happening mm. there. Mm. Like, let's just really think about it. And, we, and when people talk about systemic racism, like, this is what we're talking about, right? A system that is built to protect itself and not just protect itself. Let me tell you why this is one of the, the most savvy inventions ever in, this, in history. It doesn't just protect itself. It makes itself stronger. It fortifies itself every time we push against it. So what's our response going to be? What's our collective response going to be? And the first thing that I would suggest to black people as I close out is 
We got to come together and have a, a goal. There can be a bunch of different goals that we want individually, but what is our one collective goal? And let's work from there and watch what happens. Oh, dope. All right, Dan Kroon, what you got, brother, for, 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 uh, the community for heard that. They so, said amen. So thank yeah. you, community. Right, yes, so, I can see in the comments, people are loving it. So first and foremost, right, I want to shout out whoever has the bird in the background because the bird is the word. <laughs> so whoever on set has the bird screaming in the background, shout out to y'all. All right. So, but next, man, uh, I want to plug next week's show. So next week's show, we have uh, Dr. Brian Perkins. And so this is building on just like uh, <clears throat> getting top 10 education schools to come onto the podcast and kick it with us. So y'all can know that, you know, our focus is on education and educating black and brown kids. Right. So uh, Dr. Perkins um, is a mentor of mine uh, from Summer Principals Academy, um, Columbia University top five university in, uh, in, in America. And so he's going to come on and talk about, you know, how, how Summer Principals Academy has, has, has brought uh, black principals into the pipeline. So super excited about next week's show. But uh, in order to close this week's show out, I'm blocking people. That's it. That's my energy. I'm blocking people. You can't follow me no more. I'm blocking. <laughs> yes, I'm blocking. <laughs> Oh, that's the whitest thing ever. Um, all right, Sharif, what's up? Bro? And the mute button is magical, brother. The mute button is magical. I'm gonna block you. Okay. Like, okay. okay. Like, I mean, yeah. Right. I mean, people feel real powerful with that. I'm like, oh, you did? Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. All right. Like, I mean, that's that's like worse than don't shoot. It's just like I'm gonna block you. All right, go ahead, Sharif. Yeah, I mean, you, you asked a question about like what, uh, you know, how do we bring things together? How do we move things forward? How do we expand the audience? I mean, for me, that's that's always has been and will continue to be the youth. Right. And I, I think this is why it's so important um, that we speak to them, regardless of what the lies are that are told to them through the news, through publications, through schools, uh, through the media, like whatever it is, you know, that we uh, make sure that we also uh, give them that primary source that they can do a side by side. Right. And so when we're talking about like truth manifesting from error, you know, falsehood versus, uh, you know, uh, truth. You know, I, I think our, our youth are, are hungry for that. And interestingly enough, I do believe that there are a lot of white children who are interested in that and um, they want to reject what their parents and what their teachers are, are trying to tell them, what society is trying to tell them about the rest of the world, about their position in the world, about uh, who contributed to the world. Um, but in the meantime, you know, our, our children, uh, that's, you know, that's my answer. Like, that's who we are. We have a responsibility to. Um, and that, that's why we are, uh, you know, why we are fighting, you know, and I think about like Stokely Carmichael when he said, you know, if white man wants to lynch me. That's his problem. If he wants to lynch me, that's his problem. Right. He's talking about like his attitude about how he feels about us. But if he has the power to lynch me, then that's my problem. And right now, the reason why we're doing this work, the reason why we have to elevate and unite around this stuff is because there are a whole lot of folks with the power to lynch our children through their schools our children through lies in education, our, our children through how they are uh, being told things that makes them have a negative 
uh, reflection of themselves and their communities, right? When Malcolm talks about who taught you to hate yourself, right? And when they can, many kids can say, my school did. Right. And they want to double down on it. Like that is the thing that they are working on. And and folks in Pennsylvania, guess what? We talk about those 15 states. Guess who's trying to introduce a bill to follow up with with the other uh, places? Pennsylvania. And so we have to remain vigilant and and no matter what. And, and Dr. Jarvis Givens, he put out a, a piece. He said no matter what they say in the laws, there were laws that were even worse uh, about that uh, back in the day. And guess what? Black teachers still made sure they were telling the truth. And so let's continue to do that. And no matter where we are, when I say teacher, educator, it ain't just folks in a, in a formal setting in a building. Um, it's wherever you are, <laughs> wherever you are. If you can speak truth, kick the truth to the young black youth. Uh, do that. Do that. Hey, uh, real quick, real quick. For those folks that are watching playoff basketball. Hey, Julius Randle, if you're listening to the show. You can't go six for 23, bro, and then expect for the Knicks to win. Like, that shit is just all bad, bro. We're going to change your name to Random Ray. <laughs> We're just going to be Derrick Rose is my favorite player, so I, I, I really am rooting for you. Do you right understand now. what this show does? Did, did, how, how, much, how much good content? Did the Sixers, did the Sixers win? They're coming. Yeah, they did win. That's all that matters. All right, close this out. That's all that matters. That's all that matters. My Cameroonian brother is like is a beast. He should he should get MVP. All right, go ahead. Well, listen. Here's my final word on everything. I appreciate this discussion, this conversation. I appreciate us always coming uh, to some point of intellectual agreement together, uh, and we sharpen each other. We got each other's back. We sharpen each other, and we make it easier to do this work. I do want to correct something on my show, the Unpublic Show, which is Monday through Friday. Uh, 9 a.m. Central Time uh, on public. Look for me on online. Uh, Fridays are always with Sharif. We do uh, Freedom Friday and throughout the week, sometimes Dr. Cole and uh, uh, Ray actually make it onto the show to come and help me out. I appreciate y'all. But I, I made I told a story this week where I conflated two different stories and I want to just clear them up real quick. Uh, I told the story of Mary Turner, and I would ask everybody to Google Mary Turner. In 1918, Mary Turner was um, drug out of her house. She was hung upside down, had her baby cut out of her. She was eight months pregnant. They stomped the baby with their boots, stomped the baby to death and cut her uh, over a long number of hours. They just kept mutilating her and, and didn't kill her quickly. Um, this is a famous story in black history, and it has a lot more to it. I actually conflated it with another story that happened two years earlier to Anthony Crawford, who was a black man who was wealthy, who owned 427 acres of land in Abbeville, uh, um, South Carolina, I believe it was. Um, and and they actually didn't like the fact that he had so much land. So they lynched him and ran his whole family out of town and they were never able to to uh, get the, the money and the land back. Um, the, the, the third story that I told that actually aligns with these two is when after Black Wall Street was burned down. Black people went to the banks to get their money out of the banks. And because their um, their bank records had burned up in the fires, they were never given their money, all the money that they had, all the capital or whatnot. In each of these cases, this didn't those stories didn't end with that part of that family. The next generation, the next generation, there were consequences to these stories that I just told you right now. What we are arguing about whether or not you want your child taught the real truth about America that includes those stories 
and the depth of those stories, whether you want them cleaned up and washed up and and sanitized and bleached a little bit. Or do you want your children told the, the truth about America so they can know what to look out for so that when a cop shoots through a door and hits Breonna Taylor and she's not doing anything wrong and she dies, you don't have a teacher in Kentucky or somewhere else who tells their kids that she deserved it. Right. Sure. And that they have no kind of reckoning in their head of how to make uh, make sense of that situation. When someone puts a knee on somebody's neck and they die and, and their name isn't George Floyd, because let's just be real. He wasn't the only one that died that way. Nope. They've been multiple died that way that they put these things in a context. So what I'm going to say to you is there's some people right now who wanted to act a fool in our comments tonight who might want to act a fool in our, our Twitter timelines who don't want their children taught that. Because what they want is white supremacy to remain a self-cleaning oven, which means that the sins that they do today are forgotten quickly tomorrow. But our sins live with us forever. When they do something, they don't want they they want um, they want to be stopped on the way to the police station to get Burger King. But when it happens with us, they want us to get a century long sentence and bid for what we do. That is the permanent system that we call systemic racism that CRT is trying to change. And I don't care if you don't want your kids to learn that. I'm fine with it because it benefits you. You're not supposed to want your kids to learn the truth because you made your entire profit in this world on them not knowing the truth. So you just do you. But when it comes to our own kids, we, we need what Charles has always said. We need our own schools. We need the ability to start uh, taking hold of the means of knowledge production for our kids. We need the teachers that Sharif is trying to get in that building. And we need more uh, superintendents like Ray, who are going to run multiple schools and actually hold himself accountable for results and for outcomes. And that's the only thing that we really need. That's the permanent interest. So anybody who's trying to help us get there and get to that, cool. Anybody's trying to block us from that and not get there. Don't you say it. Don't you eight say black it. hands, you're gonna catch these hands. All you're gonna catch these hands, right? All yeah, right. eight black hands. <laughs> you're gonna catch these eight black hands. That's that's all I can say to y'all. This has been another episode. This is episode 116 of the eight black hands. I can't believe that we are still doing this and have made it this far. We only did it because we have amazing family members who stick with us through thick and through thin, who've been with us here. Look and out Gwen, for us on the Patreon. Sorry, Chris. I just wanted to just I just wanted to yell out Gwen again. I just I know you're I am no, no, bro. Do it. Now we do just it, love you, Gwen. That's all, man. We just, just an incredibly strong person that's just been with us for a while from the beginning, and just we just love you. And and Chris finished. I just, you know, no. I, Gwen, yeah, sorry Samuel, about that. Everybody needs to know the family's with you. We all are with you. So thank you for being with us on this episode. We will look out for us next week. Ray uh, went ahead and plugged the show for next week already, but uh, look for us on Twitter, Facebook. Like us, share this show, get your friends to watch it, take it in and make people do it for PD in your school. Um, take over your school meetings, go to your school board, do whatever. First, we're going to use it for PD. That's true. That's true. All right. Well, we appreciate y'all. We're out. You have been listening to the Eight Black Hands podcast with Ankrum, Cole, El Mecky, and Stewart. If you like what you heard, follow us on Twitter. Our handle is at 8BlackHands1. Thank you for listening.